So the big question is this, how do most agents who don't have access to the secrets that the top agents hoard to themselves grow and prosper in today's real estate environment? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. I'm Pat Hyben, and welcome to Real Estate Rockstars. And now for a review of the day, Mega Agent and 5-Minute Success Author by Mega Agent and Author. Rockstars galore share best practices, tips, and techniques. Learn from top producers and Pat Hyben, who is a rock star himself. Check out his book, Two Six Steps to Seven Figures, a professional's guide to building wealth and creating your destiny. If you're looking for a professional guide, this is the one. Thanks, mega agent and author. Keep the comments coming, guys. I love them. And remember, I eat feedback for breakfast. So give me a one-star review if you want or a five-star review if you want. I don't care. And the more reviews we get, the better guests we get. So please, subscribe first and then leave us a review or wherever you're listening. Okay, Rockstar Nation. Boy, we have a great returning guest today. I got Linda Libertori on the line uh, from, from Chicago, Illinois. And she previously did an episode uh, 432 about disruptive technologies and rental real estate. And uh, Linda is all things rental real estate. She has a couple of companies that hack the entire property management world. And she's constantly talking and thinking about real estate. And I wanted to get her on the show today to talk about something that could make agents commissions, which is selling houses to millennials with the concept or the their preconception of going in and house hacking them, right? Uh, renting them out, renting rooms out to other people, you know, with the sharing economy being as growing like it is with Airbnb and, and many different things out there, we wanted to tap into this timely subject. So without further ado, Linda, welcome back. Oh, welcome. Uh, welcome you back, Pat. It's n- nice to be here today. It's just always a privilege to be on your show, always. So hey, uh, why don't you give everybody a little rundown on you so they can get to know you better? Oh, well, I started this business well over seven years ago, and I'm definitely, I think you said it right, all things rental. I'm very, very involved with the real estate investment associations, both here locally in the Chicago area. That includes like seven different groups as well as nationally. So I'd say I have my pulse on what's happening in people that are out there investing, and we do everything from single family, multifamily. We have people with strip malls office buildings. So quite a gamut. Wow. That's good stuff. And I I know you're all things real estate. So let's talk a little bit about this uh, hacking thing here. So tell me about like how I would, let's say I have a, you know, millennial or I have a younger person and, you know, they just got married or they're single female and, you know, they really want to buy a house. But the only thing that seems to be affordable might be condos with large condo fees. And it doesn't seem like a real investment to them. And they really want to buy a townhouse or a single family house, something that feels like a real investment. 
but they just can't afford it. So how do I approach them and as buyers and say, I got an idea? Well, I, you know what? One of the biggest things we start out by talking about, and I'm not an agent, but I'd say with our agents. I mean, I am, but I don't practice that. I shouldn't say that. So one of the things we talk about, though, in the real estate investment groups that's really important for the agents to understand, as you probably know, Pat, rents are skyrocketing. That's a national trend. It's a headline everywhere. It's really expensive for the millennial to go out there and rent. So when they take a look at what they can do with investments, while as a generation, they're not necessarily looking to root themselves, it's a really easy way for them to get into real estate by getting, as you know, there's um, specific loans, owner-occupied, right? That if they can get into a house hacking situation, whether it be a roommate, an in-law, a two-flat, what it will allow them to do is early on, at a young age, get started with real estate investing and have their first home. So they get the opportunity to select a property that they know either, again, let's go with something as simple as a roommate. Let's stick to that for now. So there's websites for roommates, and if they're looking in urban areas, these websites are doing screening, kind of like your dating sites, right? They're kind of listing the likes and dislikes, and so they're doing a little bit, sorry. Well, like what would they be called? Like give, give us some well, examples. Of like a roomster.com. Roomster. Yeah, yeah. I'll have to look them up. I'll give them to you for the show notes. How's that? Yeah, yeah please. Yeah, we'll put there's them on least- the show notes, guys. So. So basically, it's like a dating site for roommates. And, and here's the thing. Okay, so it's, it's, it's a lot easier. Now, I did this when I bought my first place. I rented out my basement, and then I had a friend that rented out the other bedroom upstairs. And I remember distinctly, because I remember telling the story to a lot of people over and over again as I sold them houses, I was able to take a payment of about 1100 bucks and bring it down to like 350 bucks after I got roommate rent. And then, you know, my tax break was well over 350 or, you know, at the time. So for owning a house. So I was able to basically net zero on my living conditions until I got married. And I really believe in the concept that here's the challenge. And maybe you can address this. Maybe you can't. So how does someone go to a lender and say, look, I want to buy this house. It's going to be a bigger loan than normal, but I'm going to house hack it. Well, I'm not going to say it's going to necessarily be a bigger loan. What we see them doing, here's this examples. I can only go with stories I know. So I'll say they're going in with the FHA loan, so the small down payment. They're, and FHA requires that it's owner-occupied, right? So they can't turn around and make an investment that first year. I believe it's a one-year requirement. So they could be buying it knowing that maybe they want to build a portfolio or they're buying it because they live there, but there's the low down payment plus many of the lenders and this varies by state, but they, a lot of them have the down payment assistance money. They know how to get them some down payment assistance. I know of one where literally they must've brought like $300 to closing and the house was valued at like 150,000. So, I mean, it's really the options are out there for certain You just have to meet those requirements. I'd say one of the most important things, especially because I know your show goes nationwide, is to make sure they get in touch with a good lender. A good lender that knows these laws will help place them into the right, you know, right opportunity. And they could be looking at it for short term, for long term. 
I think, you know, my first home, it's funny you say that, my first home was also the same thing. We didn't have the bedroom. It was a downstairs that we rented out. So I, it was just recently brought to my intention that I was a hacker at one time. <laughs> so I think it is, it's definitely really popular right now, like you brought up. It's kind of that Uber, that Airbnb, it's the shared economy. And I don't know that the millennials are looking for the 30-year location. You know, that, oh, I want to root myself here. You know, that with computers, as you know, you could travel anywhere and still be doing business. And so, so many don't want to necessarily make the 30-year choice. So this helps them make a choice that gets them off, let's call it a year or two, which is their, you know, let's say a window, right? And then hopefully, from my perspective, they hold on to that property and then go ahead and buy that second property, right, third right, property. Right. And I'm sure it helps if they, you know, first off, you know, number one, don't give yourself, don't, don't write the, the thing for a 15 day or a 30 day settlement. Let's say write it for 60 or 90 days, because I'm sure it helps with the lender to provide actual leases from these people. So give yourself time, give the buyer time to put it on Roomster to collect, you know, potential roommates on Roomster to find, to write the lease sign the lease, which is going to be kind of tricky because you don't actually own the house yet, but you can put a little disclosure down at the bottom that says this lease is contingent on me settling on this house on XYZ and then collect everything and put it in the file with the paperwork for the loan. So, And if I could add to that, Pat, one of the things I would say too is, you know, location, location, because I'm sure you preach that day in and day out. If they have, let's say, a local college nearby, a hospital nearby, you know, pick their homes accordingly because there you're going to find people that want to be roommates that are looking at, they're looking for a lesser rent amount. They're trying to, you know, shave a dollar here or there. You know, your nurses, your college students. I know one that's by a chiropractor school and they're using the house hack, you know, so kind of strategically be looking for homes in the areas where you're going to find a lot of industry and people that might, you'd want to be your roommate. Let's put it that way, right? That's a yeah. little different. Yeah, and make them, you know, so just so think walkability. Right, right. Walkability to things, and it's going to help you significantly. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been eBooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets, newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you're a member of the Rockstar Nation and would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Okay, so uh, so what else? So you got this young person, 
you're trying to convince them there's a better way. What else do you need to be saying to them? Well, as the agent, I think one of the things I would sell is the fact that, again, first get yourself a good lender, get in with a low down payment. But the second thing is to try to help them see the overall cost. Because if you could sit down, and there's so many online calculators, even the real estate agents have it, to show them the difference between the current rents in the area and the difference in owning. Most often, I'm, I'm sure by you, same by us in the Chicago area, most definitely you can own for less money than you can rent. I mean, they just published a report recently in Chicago area. They were looking at 90000 for a two bedroom. So they're looking at income of 90000 for a qualifying for two bedroom rent, right? So in then in San Diego, I think they were showing the rents at they were looking for 180000 to qualify for the average rent of a two bedroom. So rents are high, especially two bedrooms. So if they're looking for something, they should think about what could they own in that area and what could they rent out. So the numbers bear out to return, you know. So if I'm the agent, I think the numbers play for themselves if you're looking at anybody. And then you start to speak to the long-term wealth of if you can afford to put this under your belt, and then when you move out, you're going to rent it to two people now, right? And you're no longer, so now it's an investment property and you move on again. We see people, you know, repeat that process as they build a portfolio. You know, they're on their fifth home of, you know, duplex or, and each time they seem to go up a little bit for the style they like, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, you know, I had a guy on the show, I'll look up his um, number here, but Diego Corzo at Austin, Texas, he has, I think he owns seven houses now. And basically he kind of rents them on the sharing economy. You know, he, he house hacks them and fills them up and then he leaves, right? And he has the tenants in there. He replaces himself with a tenant and he does it again with another house. And they're all, they're all like roomster type of roommates. And he collects, all the rent is collected, you know, separately. These are people that don't know each other. They're unrelated adults. And the rents that he's able to get by having four unrelated adults or three unrelated adults in a house, sometimes five or six, is so much more than, you know, a, a family renting it. You yeah. Know, twice as much. Absolutely. In fact, I can confirm another story like that out in Colorado, Denver, Colorado. There's a guy that um, he has a, uh, I thought he said about 2,500 square foot luxury home and he rents it by the rooms as well. Long term now, we're not talking Airbnb. Although I do hear he sometimes does that if someone's going for the weekend, but primarily it's regular annual leases. And he has, I think it's a four or five bedrooms. It may be four bedrooms and then it's got the kind of walkout basement, you know. So he's got a room down there. So he's, yes, well exceeding his mortgage and rents. And that's the idea. As you just said with Diego, I think that's a great, great example of where you just continue that cycle. And if you're an agent, I think that, you know, those are so, so much the relationship you're building, I'll say. You're not the one and done agent. You're building a relationship with that person. You know, they're going to be coming back to you looking for that next home. You know, keep an eye out for this. Now that you know this is my, I'll call it style of investment, you can help them on the way to finding other homes as you come across them in a listing. 
you know, you give them a call and you say, guess what, Diego, I just found something else. I'm not sure if you can handle it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, he's 421, episode 421. You want to listen to that, guys. It's very inspiring because of his quest to come here to America and how he saw the streets were paved with gold and found a way to actually, (laughs) you know, buy houses even before he was able to get a driver's license because of his status. So anyways, that definitely take a listen to that. So what you mentioned Airbnb, I want to bring that up. You know, I've heard of some people buy houses and instead of fretting about the, this new huge payment, set it up in their mind ahead of time. So they're going to either stay with their girlfriend or boyfriend every other weekend or go back and live with mom and dad a weekend a month and Airbnb their places and knock that mortgage payment, you know, down 25, sometimes 50% just in a couple of days on Airbnb. Because again, a hotel room rent compared to a single family home with a family living in it rent, once you add up a hotel room rent times 30 days, it's astronomical the amount that it adds up to. So do you have any thoughts on this? I have had a good story. (laughs) I have someone that I actually, this is recent within the last few months, Somebody just outside of the city of Indiana, and I don't know the Indy 500 and all the details on that, but apparently there was some event that was going on in the area, and he had bought the home with his, uh, you know, some guy he works with. They invested in it together, and they both decided, as you said, that they would make sure they were gone for any big events for the weekends, and they made good amount of money. They said, especially if you look into Airbnb, when you know there's local events in the area, that's super popular. And another way that they found is a lot of these big businesses send out, let's say their engineer, whatever it is, certain department to go away, you know, a certain amount of days per month. They look to do that. And as you just said, they'll move out, go with a girlfriend, go with another friend. And, you know, they kind of almost trade time, if you will. And then they like the experience of, you know, living somewhere else. Like I said, we're kind of used to that, oh, one and done 30 years in a place. That's just not the mindset of the millennial. So they just as well get that cash. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you know, I talked to a guy who lives in Austin, Texas, and for their two big music festivals, South by Southwest and Austin City Limits, he and his wife and kids, you know, plan uh, vacations around them and they get the hell out of town. And the, again, the money that they get at one point, one time he told me he had like 11 people in his house for that week, you know, you know whether it's different couples or, you know, all, I mean, paying all at once, right? They knew each other, but rather than saying, hey, let's all go to a hotel room, which we're all booked. They're like, hey, let's get a, let's get a, a house, and stay in that house with the kitchen and everything. And they got a bunch of couples together and did it. Anyways, so every year, the price keeps going up and up what he's able to get for this house during South by Southwest Festival. You, you know, know there's... Sense. Yeah, and, the, and I would say that when you really think about it, Pat, like when you travel, and I know you travel, there's nothing like the comfort of the, having the kitchen. And you know, I mean, the hotels recognize it, right? That's where they have those stuffy little coffee pots in each room because they know you... You don't necessarily want to be forced three meals a day. You want to, you know, eat what you want. You don't want to. So I think it is really popular for, and then that kind of that shared fun feeling, you know, the Nashville area, 
just crazy with the Airbnbs, with the uh, bachelor parties, the uh, bachelorette parties. You know, they're renting what is like, I just saw someone I know, beautiful luxury home for a bachelorette party. You know, they had a dozen women there for the weekend. And so it's it's really getting very popular and they're picking like different types of homes. It's, you know, it's like not necessarily one style. The idea is to experience different areas. As a member of the Rockstar Nation, you may have noticed that every guest that comes on the show now is required to bring with them a free tool, an item of utility that real estate agents can use to drastically increase their sales and profits. Some of the things that have been brought have been ebooks, forms, reports, negotiating techniques, hiring guides, postcards, checklists, open house secrets newsletters that are sent out, sphere of influence forms, referral request forms, and the list goes on and on. If you're a member of the Rockstar Nation and would like to get this free toolbox full of items of utility, simply go to hybendigital.com backslash toolbox. That's hybendigital.com backslash toolbox or simply text toolbox to 444-999. That's toolbox to 444-999. Yeah, and with and with Uber now, you know, adding to the picture, adding to the equation, you know, something like that doesn't actually have to be downtown Nashville. It could be, you know, surrounding area, and then everybody just Ubers so they don't drink yeah. and drive or whatever, you know. And and so these houses are in you know random neighborhoods, like you said, like your your friends that went and you know rented this huge place, and it's all good. It's just part of the world we live in. You know what I mean? Yeah. And if you're the owner, you know, if you're the agent, like we're talking about, and you can give these ideas to people thinking of investing, I think you gave a great example where there's some big, big money to be made. Uh, Your friend doing it just a week, a year, you know, those are prime times. And you just have to put a little ingenuity, a little thought into, okay, what are the events? Sometimes people that have lived in a home, don't see that anymore. Let, you know, the agent can help them by getting, you know, I know like for instance, Crane Chicago puts out, you know, things to do in Chicago uh, for the summer. You know, they put out like once a month, a new newsletter. So those are things that are local to the area. Find those out, get those out there and, you know, use those in your advertising when you do put it on your Airbnbs. And, you know, between that and the house hacking, I think that people are looking at real estate as income producing, not just the, you know, one, one and done kind of guy, you know, it's just a different, different feeling. Yeah. And you can, and you can start thinking about it. Like when you're working with these buyers, where can you make a separate entrance? Not Mm -hmm. that you have to have a separate entrance, but, but it'd be great to think like this, right? Can I make this garage an apartment? Can I make this basement an apartment? Can I cut the house here? And I'm sure there's things you're going to have to do to comply, but at the same time, maybe not because Airbnb is kind of flying above compliance as far as, you know, rental licenses and things like that. It's very tricky now or not tricky. They don't have to abide by the same rules as of yet in many towns. 
But anyways, it's fascinating. I think it's a great way to think and it's a great way to sell more homes to millennials and younger people. So I really appreciate, Linda, you coming on and sharing this idea and brainstorming with me. I'll leave you with the last word. Do you have any thoughts? Oh, I, thoughts. I, I would just say bye, bye, bye and run, run, run. <laughs> I have to say both, right? So I know as the agents, they really do need to see the big picture that to think beyond just the people that, you know, a certain uh, stereotype, right? Stereotypical buyer and realize we've got a lot of investors out there, a lot of people that just need to be educated on how you can help them see this home is not necessarily, otherwise you just have this rental society and it's nice to think of, to help them see the opportunities that are there, that not to close their eyes to those opportunities, even if they don't think they want to be in some city forever. You know, I yeah. think there's a lot of great opportunities. See the opportunities, I'd say, in, in everything. <laughs> That's awesome. I love it. Okay. Well, guys, I'm going to put all of Linda's information on hybendigital.com backslash Linda Lib 2. It's Linda, L-I-B, and the number two. Linda Lib 2. I'm also going to put links to her companies, which again, hack the property management business as we know it. If you're looking for ways to save money, and streamline all of your property management in rental properties, whether it's commercial or residential, you definitely want to check out what she's got going on. And I'm going to put both of those links on there as well. So Linda, thanks again for coming back. And I wish you the best of luck. And if you're in Chicago, Illinois, we will get together and break some bread. Okay. I'll hold you to that. That'll be a lot of fun. Thank you for turning into Real Estate Rockstars. Please subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you may be listening. If you haven't already, please give us a review. I don't care whether it's a one-star review or a five-star review. We eat feedback for breakfast, and we need your reviews. Also, the more reviews we get, the better our guests become. Thanks again for listening, and find me on social media simply by typing in my name. I'm Pat Hyben, and keep rocking. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.